Hello, and welcome back to I Don't Imagine Anyone's Listening, the podcast where I, certified internet nobody, talk about whatever it is that I feel like talking about because I don't imagine that anyone's listening. I am said certified internet nobody, your host, Monica Murray Durr. I am a person with many jobs that I don't feel like listing right now because I am a millennial and that's, that's what we do now. We do all the jobs all at once or none of them. That seems to be our speed. Very all or nothing, my generation. I guess that's a good thing? I suppose for the all, it's a good thing. The nothing, they might have something to answer for. I would say you do you, but I don't believe that at all. Not for a second. Anyway, on to what I'm talking about today. So today, I uh, wanted to talk about languages. Specifically, the ones that I don't speak. So that's literally all of them except English. So maybe I should narrow that down a tad. Uh, Recently, I've been uh, trying to learn French because why not? Uh, It seemed like a good idea at the time when I started and I'm I'm plugging away. And, And since I've started learning French, I've been considering abandoning it for Latin. I know, but hear me out. So I've, I've not done it yet. I'm still attempting to learn the French. Or as the French would say, le French. No, they wouldn't. That's, that's not it. Francais? Francais. See, I've been learning French. If any of my French-speaking relatives are listening to this, I can only apologize. But this is also a little bit your fault. Let me explain. So I have something of a history with French as a language. Uh, as I just mentioned, I have some relatives who speak French because they are French. They live in France, ergo, they speak French. And I grew up, have grown, grew up around them and spend quite a bit of time with them in the summertime and whatnot. So I've, I know what that language sounds like. It's just a thing that's been in, in my ear holes a lot in, in my lifetime. Yeah, I've never managed to pick it up. So I don't know what that says about me as a language learner. Let's not delve into that too deep. I can tell the difference between French French and Canadian French because once in elementary school, there were some French Canadian nuns and they were speaking Quebecois and I like picked up some words and I recognized them, but I couldn't for the life of me figure out what they were saying. It's so weird. And then eventually I realized either then or years down the line, can't remember all the memories run together that they must've been speaking uh, Quebecois. Also in, in my work as a person who works in a store in New England, we get a lot of uh, French Canadian tourists who come into the store. And so I hear them speaking in Canadian French and it takes me a second to realize what language it is, but then I can't understand it. The little French that I have, I can't pick up any of the words, so not not super helpful there. So I'll continue my personal history with French. It's just stupid phrase, isn't it? Anyway, um, so in kindergarten, they had a French teacher who came in once a week, and because I had a squishy little child brain, I, I absorbed all of that, and I have vague memories of speaking in French with my dad because he speaks French, or he did. He can definitely still understand it. I don't know if he can still speak it. But anyway, so I could, I spoke French with him. And, and unfortunately, that there's not something that continued. And so it was funny, I was having this conversation with my, with my mom a couple months ago, just telling her that I remembered being able to do that. And, you know, that would have been kind of cool if I'd 
uh, continue that. And she says to me, well, I didn't know that was something you wanted to keep up. And so I responded with, well, I was six, mom. I didn't know what I wanted. Nothing is my mom. She is great. I mean, I don't, I'm not a parent. I don't know the things that you decide to force your kid to do or not. I don't know the logic that goes into that. But, um, you know, if you notice that your kid has picked up a second language, maybe encourage that. It might help them down the line. I don't know. It's just a thought. That is the one thing. I think if I could time travel back into my own timeline, that is the one thing I would do. Well, maybe there's two things, but that's one of the two things that I would do. Anyway, moving on. After kindergarten, I went to an elementary school, obviously, because that's, that's what you do. <laughs> and they, they, the language they taught was, was Spanish. But I can't speak that either, despite having taken that from the first through the sixth grade. So I don't remember much other than yo quiero mucho dinero and donde esta el baño. I picked up dos cervezas por favor later in life. They didn't teach us that in elementary school. They were a pretty good school. Good enough not to teach children how to order beer. (laughs) So other than French, I also have a history with Latin. I started that in junior high and I took that through junior high and high school. Because the school, the high school, junior high, high school that I went to was a relatively new establishment, they were still working out the kinks in the curriculum. And my year sort of got the short end of the stick because they kept reworking the curriculum and instead of like grandfathering us in to a previous program, they would sort of reset us to the new version of it. So we sort of kept backtracking. We never quite made it to certain things that you think you you thought we would have done after having taken Latin for six years. So when I went to college, the first university that I went to at the time, I believe the only language option was Latin. I don't think they had another one at that time. Um, either way, I enrolled in Latin one because I was afraid that my odd gaps in knowledge, like I was afraid that if I took the placement test, I would know enough to get myself placed in a higher level, but there would be gaps in my knowledge that would actually mean that I wasn't capable of performing at that in that higher level. So I just started again in Latin one, but I was bored out of my freaking skull. So I went to the professor and explained my plight. And he was like, okay, you can take the placement test again and see if you can test out. And if you don't test out, you can stay where you are. And I was like, okay, this sounds like a good deal. And I did test out, but I actually had fun taking that placement test because I got to translate Cicero, which I'd never done before. And there was a lot of infinitives as I had been promised by previous Latin teachers. So that was fun. And I finally understood that joke about people showing up late to one of his orations and the other guy being like, don't worry, he hasn't even gotten to the verb yet. (laughs) My uh, classical scholars will find that very funny. And if I'm thinking of the wrong person and it wasn't Cicero that either the infinitives or that joke is about, I'm sorry. I have some gaps in my knowledge, as I've stated previously. To continue my uh, journey into languages, I switched universities halfway through and I decided to take German for two years, which was fun, though not strictly speaking necessary. I thought I was going to be in Austria for my final semester and the only language offered there, (laughs) understandably, is German. Uh, So, but then that ended up not being a thing, so I didn't have to. But then I carried on with German for some reason, which was fine. But, you know, I had a a good time taking German. It's a fun language. They've 
They've got some good words for things. Kugelschreiber is one of my favorite. It means pen. Uh, another favorite is Krankenwagen, which means ambulance. Uh, I don't remember much besides that. Um, remember the sentence structure being very simple because it's very similar to English. And then because my scheduling didn't work out the way I had expected to, I had an extra year on main campus, or an extra semester, rather, on, on main campus. So I, I needed another class. So I decided to take French 101 for fun because that's, that's my idea of fun is taking a, a language course. And I, I did enjoy that, actually. I learned the phrase kazoo band, but now I can't remember it. I think it might be like group musical de kazoo or something like that. Um, I think it translates literally to like music group of kazoos or something, but I don't remember why I wanted to know the French for kazoo band, but I did. I think I probably still have that written down somewhere. And then I was, uh, uh, traveling Europe. I spent a chunk of time in Italy and I picked up enough Italian to get by. So, you know, you hear a lot of people talking Italian around you for several weeks. You just, you pick up the important phrases like please and thank you and how much does this cost? That was several years ago. I know I can't remember any of those things. But recently, in the past year or so, I've been revisiting some ancient texts and just classical literature and ancient history and that kind of thing. And I was thinking it would be fun to resume studying Latin. Because I have no intention of attempting to learn Greek because I don't think... I, I don't want to attempt to have to learn a different alphabet. I feel like one alphabet is enough. So that's plenty. I'll, uh, I'm fine with just the one. So in revisiting ancient literature and history, I was thinking it would be cool, it'd be fun to take up Latin again so I could like read some Virgil and some Ovid and maybe even some Cicero, my old pal, who I really hope it's Cicero. If it turns out to be like a Pliny or something, I'm going to feel very silly. Because one of the few things I do remember from Latin, other than, like, declension and conjugation tables, is, oh, and of course, Cartago de Lenda Est, because it must. It is the first line of the Aeneid, which is Arma Verumque Cano, and it's great. And I'm like, oh, what a great first line. Let's keep going with the rest of it. But of course, my Latin's not good enough to do that anymore. So I'd have to invest some time in that. And um, I think if I was going to do that, I wouldn't want to just use one of the, the free language apps that you can use for modern languages. Because like I, for French, I'm using Duolingo, which is good enough. I mean, it's, it's effective. And as far as I know, I mean, I haven't heard anyone being like, well, actually, this is baloney. I'm trying not to swear so I don't have to check the uh, explicit content box. I haven't heard anyone say that actually it sucks and you won't learn anything, but I wonder how good the Latin would be because I don't want to converse in Latin. I want to read Virgil and there are courses for that, but those cost money. So I'm wondering how effective I would be in reteaching myself by cracking open Wheelock again and uh, refreshing that after, ooh, 10 years? It's been a long time. Um, and then equipping myself with a Latin dictionary and a Latin copy of the Aeneid and see how far I get. Not that that wouldn't be fun. I don't really have the time for that, though. Quite a busy person all of a sudden. I used to never do anything, and now I suddenly have all the things that I have to accomplish. I'm not complaining. I mean, I am complaining, but, you know, it's a new experience for me. I'm not usually a busy person. 
considering this question, I was like, well, what do you do? One weighs pros and cons, right? I mean, I don't, but people do, don't, right? Right? That sounds like a thing. So modern languages are technically more useful insofar as living people still speak them and you can communicate with said living people. But because I'm not really interested in taking up Spanish and as previously stated, I can't understand Quebecois. And so it doesn't actually help me in day-to-day life. Like if a French Canadian person came and they couldn't speak English, I might be able to speak French to them, but I don't think I could understand what they were saying to me. And there are lots of Spanish speaking people who come into my work, but if I'm going to learn a modern language, I don't think I'm going to pick Spanish. No offense, people who speak Spanish. I mean, the tick in the practical column for Latin is that it is the base for all of the Romance languages. So that would be helpful in understanding and picking them up if I wanted to, but I would mainly use it for translating the Aeneid. So I don't know how much of that skill I would pick up. So I may have just sort of shut off that usefulness tap, as it were. And I have made some progress with French. I don't want to say considerable progress, but like measurable progress, I should say. I would, rather than just abandoning French, I might want to add on Latin. But as previously stated, who has the time? Not this podcaster, stroke editor, stroke bookseller, stroke certified internet nobody. Being an internet nobody takes up a lot of your time. You have to dick around on Twitter for so many hours just kidding. You don't have to do that at all. But I do do that. I should do that less. Maybe. No, who am I kidding? I'm not going to do that less. I guess the point is, if per usual, I have a point. No matter which direction I go in or which language I choose that I want to learn, it's both for me. It's both going to be, both of them are going to be fun for me because this is the kind of thing I do for fun. But I guess I need to figure out which kind of fun I want to have. How do I prioritize flavors of linguistical fun? Anyone have an answer for that? No, I thought not, but it was worth a try. I think I'll cut myself short there. I've done enough musing and rambling on the benefits of linguistical study or whatever. Ugh. I'm gonna I'm generally gonna stop myself before I say anything else incredibly dumb. As usual, thank you very much for listening. You don't have to, so I appreciate you taking the time out of your, your very busy day to uh, have me in your ear holes for like 15 minutes, which I've been told is plenty. <laughs> So yeah, thank you for uh, listening. You can find me on all the social medias as are listed in the episode notes. And uh, thank you to anyone who has rated uh, the podcast or reviewed me on um, Apple Podcasts, as it's called now. I kept saying iTunes last time because uh, that's what it used to be called. So thank you for those of you who have done that. If anybody else is feeling feeling generous, go ahead and uh, click the click those stars, preferably five of them, but we'll take four. I say we. There's no one else involved in this enterprise. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming back if you've listened before. If you've not, welcome. There's more of this if it turns out to be your kind of thing. So thank you again, and I will speak to you next time because this is purely an audio format and I cannot see you and you cannot see me. Okay, bye.